their song? Is it a Jumanji? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just like drum, like ominous drums. Yeah, there's that, and then of course the passionate song by Peebo Bryson and Celine Dion. <laughs> Definitely more. Uh, yeah, that was Michael McDonald, Michael McDonald. sings Jumanji, which would be great. <laughs> he plays all the characters. Welcome to your inner child is an idiot, the podcast where we look back on the things you enjoyed as a child and decide if they're any good. That's about eighty five percent. Yeah. Hello, DJ. I am Hello. Damon. Hello, DJ. Hi, Damon. I am DJ. So I that think works out. You wouldn't have even noticed that uh, anything was wrong. You're just with that introduction. One word to describe you would be smooth. (laughs) Uh, Sade uh, met me once, and uh, she said the same thing and wrote a song about it. As as did Santana Santana (laughs) feet Rob Thomas. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I I, I remember I said to them, "Boy, it's a hot one," (laughs) and that pretty much, uh, you know, as they say, the rest. Is history. Um, do you remember that song from the 90s that said something about make it smooth to the groove like sandwich bread? Um, I, I, can't, I can't find Maybe I'll look that up in the break, uh, what song it was. Smooth to the groove like sandwich bread? They're I'm saying the sandwich sure, bread is smooth? I'm pretty sure that's what they're saying. But then I remember like always as a little kid being like, is sandwich bread smooth? No, I mean, it's got a good crumb to it. It's got nice... Tight crumb to it. Now, this was the 90s before wheat bread was invented. So <laughs> it's all Wonder Bread that we're talking about. Yeah, which does go down your throat like you're literally eating a Polaroid picture. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you can squash it into a cube, uh, which is nice. Let me tell you something. I can already call you out on that joke because I eat wheat bread as a child from the get-go. White bread is disgusting and should be only eaten by kids you hate. For the reasons you've exemplified, one, you can smash it into a cube. (laughs) It exacerbates the peanut butter issue. When people say peanut butter sticks to the roof of your mouth, what I'm like is Wonder Bread sticks to the roof of your mouth. When it has peanut butter on it, it's... You just got like a pool like ball in your mouth all of a sudden made of saliva and Wonder Bread turns into like caulk all of a sudden. It's disgusting. You're going to sit there and try to tell me that wheat bread existed before 1995. (laughs) You're right. I mean, the wheat uh, plant that you and I know and love was not invented until science in 1995 (laughs) created it. We had the wonder plant before that. Listen, this is a a podcast of truth. (laughs) It's a podcast of journalistic integrity, and I won't stand for it. You know, I've always called you the Alex Jones of 90s nostalgia podcasts. Which one is Alex Jones? The one you wouldn't want to be. Oh, the, <laughs> the crazy ones? Crazy uh, one? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's one of... I was of. thinking of Jessica Jones, which I enjoy Different. very much. She's great. You should want to be her. Don't be Alex Jones, yeah. the purple in the face. He kind of looks like if a thumb was wearing a suit. <laughs> Like one of those, like one of those horrible like uh, shows that was around in Blockbuster forever. Yeah, Thumb Wars. Speaking, the Count of Thummy Christo. Speaking of where the red thumb grows of the past, Jumanji, Jumanji. 1995's Jumanji. We're looking at original recipe Jumanji, the uh, remake or I guess sequel or I guess I'm not sure. I think it's technically it a sequel. Uh, just came out a couple months ago. I haven't seen it. We're going to probably watch it later and we'll maybe talk about it in a different episode. But um, we are going to watch Don't the- make promises we can. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut, just cut all that. <laughs> We're going to watch the original recipe, Jumanji, uh, 1995, starring Robin Williams and- uh, A little person named Kirsten Dunst. Is she- A the- little person named David Allen Greer. Is he the a little person named Baby <laughs> Newworth? Is who is Baby Newworth in this? She's the aunt. Okay, aunt for you uh, from Ohio. Who's the mom? Dead. Okay. <laughs> Do they live with their? Aunt? They I don't live remember. with their. They're so, one of those movie families that everyone's living with their aunts or grandmas. Okay, so if I 
remember correctly, uh, it seems like you've seen this more recently than I have. Uh, <laughs> they, can say? Uh, a couple Maybe of kids. Maybe I'm just a fan of the works of B.B. Newworth. You ever think of that? I mean. Lilith. Hello. Cheers. Some guest spots on Frasier. Probably Frasier. Uh, she was in uh, the Broadway version of Chicago when they revived that back in the 90s. Yeah. She so, was on the uh, the Broadway version of True Beverly Hills. Um, <laughs> uh, I think she also has a really hysterical... I'm just going to start making up credits for people. Wait. Especially like Baby Newworth, where like most people would be like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, Baby Newworth. She was... We elected her president, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was at least a senator, right? Um, so they there's these there exists in this universe a magical game, Jumanji, and whenever you play it, it sucks you in. Are you recapping the movie now? Well, I'm going to remember it. I'm trying. To, <laughs> I'm currently I, trying to. I'm remember. trying to remember it. Yeah. Okay. And go then, ahead. And then make a mockery of our do. podcast. That's what we do on this podcast. It's just free for all. It's anarchy. And Robin Williams has been trapped in the game for a hundred years or something. Sure, many years, many years. And so he's he's kind of Mowgli of the Jumanji. Yeah, he's like a, a, an adult Mowgli. Okay, with all what that pertains. Bonnie Hunt, a little person oh, named Bonnie yeah. Hunt. She's the she's the Judy Greer of the nineties. Like you're funny. Why won't anyone put you in things? She had shows. She had like a she show. had the Bonnie Hunt show. Yeah. She was in Jerry Maguire as friend. It's not really, you know, the network gave her a show. People just didn't watch it. Wow. You're right. In a way, she ruined it. Yeah. I think it came on after Murphy Brown. You know when you're a teen and you're like, I can't hang out today. (laughs) I'm watching Murphy Brown. That was me. Like all of us, I mean, of course. And they're like. I know I didn't invite you anywhere because I'm also watching Murphy Brown, fellow teen. They would respond. What else happens in this movie? Do you have? Do you have? Did you go see this in the theater? I believe I did. This is an early CGI movie, so I mm. think that drew my tween brain to it. I was like, "Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park, maybe." Mm, I feel like it no. came out the same. Uh, it came out this the same ni- year as another big movie, mm. but this. This was 95. Was it 95? Yeah. So maybe Lost World? Mm, no, Lost I think World that, I think Lost World was 97. Okay. The year after Jurassic Park, though, and I think the year after Mrs. Doubtfire, and the year after The Fugitive. Ooh. I don't know why I remember that all wow. three of those came out yeah. in 1994. But uh, my I saw this in the theater, and I thought I was like, oh, okay. Jason Xanthopoulos, who is older than me by six years, fucking loves Jumanji. Really? He even saw Zathura, the movie Ooh. based on the same the book by the same author that's basically the same idea except space instead of jungles. Oh. And has Dax Shepard in it? Did Come I on. See, Did I see that? It's like floating somewhere in my brain. Like maybe I saw it on an airplane or something? It definitely seems like a movie that would be on an airplane. Um, that came out like way later though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I missed this when it first came out because I remember being more, I don't know, critical than I would have been as a kid. Cause I remember, I think maybe it was like that first wave of nostalgia, like when people of our age either go to school or they move out or whatever, they sort of start to become, you know, presumably adults and they start to move have that out. like- Move out of their house, so they're like eighteen or whatever, okay. and they start to have that like first wave of nostalgia that people have, where they're like, "Remember when Jumanji is the greatest movie ever?" And you're like, trying to show people in your dorm, and then oh, I that's see. when I saw it, and I was like, "This is stupid." Yeah. So I think this movie is stupid, and I think I'm going to think it's stupid, but maybe I'll be wrong the other way. I can't remember where this falls in the Robin Williams dichotomy, which is, is he charming me with his zaniness yeah. or am I exhausted by it? Where did we come down in Hook? I can't remember. He was sort of, uh, he had to play straight man a little yeah. bit. So it was kind of, it brought, actually, there's more than a dichotomy because then there's dramatic Robin Williams, which is to me, and I discussed this on the Hook episode, yeah. grates on my na- nerves like a chalkboard. Wait. Is like nails on a chalkboard to me because he's very earnest. Like he yeah. overplays the earnestness. I'm like, all right, dude, back off. And I realize I'm using the present tense. He's dead. I'm sorry. 
Robin Williams' estate. <laughs> With zany Robin Williams, it can be charming. Aladdin, I imagine. Right. I haven't yeah. seen Aladdin in a long time, but I feel like it's charming. It's on the list. And then I feel like this... I can't even really remember because he's sort of absent, I think, from the first like act of the movie. Right. Um, he's definitely like wacky. I remember him like just showing up like crazed in a with a big beard. And I think stuff. he might actually be so we might be actually getting subdued Robin Williams. Yeah. Subdued Robin Williams can be good, for example, as we talked about in the birdcage, where he had to essentially play yeah. straight man, pardon the pun, to Nathan Lane. <laughs> to Nathan Lane. <laughs> I think we made that pun in that episode. I'm oh, sure well, we did. Bring it back. It's a yeah, classic. That's a good one. It's a registered trademark pun. Don't um, use it anyone else. I feel like this doesn't have some of the, like the kind of people love this movie, but they don't hang on to it in the way that they do some other movies. I think maybe the new movie coming out will change that maybe a little bit. We can see like, oh, people our age or whatever who liked Jumanji when it first came out being like, the original was better. Or, you know what I mean? Like they kind of like stand up for things without really revisiting them. I being think like, Jumanji, I keep wanting to say Jumanji. Jumanji. Uh, That's like Jum- how, my, how my grandpa would pronounce it. You going to go watch that Jumanji? I should say it as the queen would pronounce it, which is Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, <laughs> which is I, French for you eat E. <laughs> I think it's one of those movies that's ripe for rebooting or remaking or sequelizing because the first one I think is it's kind of like making Mario Puzo's Godfather into a movie. It's like this isn't that good of a book, so we can knock it out of the park. Right? Did Um, you read the book? I no, I haven't, but I hear it's tacky. (laughs) Tacky. Yeah. What is that? How does? I think there's a whole chapter devoted to Sonny Corleone's penis. Jumanji? Oh, no. Godfather. <laughs> but also, surprisingly, in Jumanji. Guys, no, this is not appropriate. This is out of left field, I gotta say. I mean, the monkeys come in, that's charming, but then Sonny's penis is here? Having said that, I do kind of want to see it now. Not the movie. Sonny's penis. penis. Um, you have to get a six on your next turn, or you're not going to get it. <laughs> it's built into the Jason Xanthopoulos loves this movie. I want to call him out again. He loves it. Jason, tell us about your love for this movie. Call our hotline, 615-576-0525. We're going to watch Jumanji as of January 2018. Happy New Year, by the way. Oh! uh, Forgot to say that. The shit show continues. Um, (laughs) I assume you're talking about our show. (laughs) By which, I mean, thank you. Yeah. This show will continue, as shit of, or not. As of January 2018, it's on Amazon. Um, so hopefully you can find it there. Watch it along with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. New year, new me, new signing up for Patreon. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash your inner child's an idiot. You can get your name read in the credits. You can get your name written in the credits on iTunes. You can get uh, you can get custom drawings. You can get uh, custom songs. Um, you can get custom cars. Let's say uh, desktop backgrounds for your computer. We could make that happen if somebody. I mean, I yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you won't like them. But we, <laughs> if for some reason you want us. Do you want Damon to draw me and Damon in cartoon form, participating in a movie that you may or may not have liked from your childhood, <laughs> assuming you're about to say, this is very specific rewards. Uh, Patreon.com slash your child is an idiot. Become a member. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Wait, what? What was the last part? Duh. Oh, okay. I Do see. Yeah. That's the stampede! Sound. That's the sound of a stampede! <laughs> or the game Jumanji pounding its timpani drums? Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, Let me ask you this. 
Like a pelt pulled over a wood cylinder. Are the timpanis in the world in, of Jumanji? Are they within the game? I mean, there were a lot of spaces in that game that they didn't hit in the course of the movie. And I assume one was, hey, <laughs> drum these, solo. <laughs> these things will give you a headache. You won't make that mistake because it has to rhyme. You'll you'll like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Here comes a big old drum solo. <laughs> and rhyme. then like a guy just comes in. He's got a lot just, of drums. He's like a teenager. He's not. He doesn't even look like he's from the jungle. He's just it's like 1969. So it's John Bonham. He's still alive. <laughs> he just comes out there, just hitting the drums. He's playing a drum kit, but he's playing with his hands. <laughs> Innovative. Oh, I definitely can riff on that, but I, there's just no time. I definitely know who and what you're talking about, but <laughs> oh, we just gotta keep. The podcast's going. Tito Puente, does that help? Yes, that actually I prefer. Because he was on the Simpsons once. We watched Original Recipe Jumanji from 1995, starring Robin Williams, Bonnie Hunt, Kirsten Dunst, the butler from Richie Rich. Uh, What butler from Richie Rich? The dad. Oh, he was also the guy, the architect or something, the owner of the Titanic. Yes. Um, Also... Patricia Clarkson. That was the mom mm-hmm. that you said that was dead. claimed to be dead. She is dead in the course of the movie. That's the, true. One of the realities of the movie. That's true. That's true. So I refuse to apologize for the death of Patricia Clarkson. I just don't like you physically threatening friend of the podcast, Patricia Clarkson. <laughs> she knows what she did. <laughs> she knows what she did. I wish you. She seems like a delight. I wish she was a friend <laughs> of the podcast. Come on in. If you want to hang out with us, review movies from... Not quite your childhood. <laughs> I can assume that Golden Globe winner Patricia at Clarkson least, at least is a fan of this podcast. Where two men—I was about to say boys, but either works—thirty um, years her junior talk about movies that she had small parts in. She's bottom floor Golden Whoa. Globe no- nominee at least. Oh, okay, at least that's like, her okay. like that's her base yeah. level. I bet there's a least. Tony in there. You know what? Hey, Greg. Throwing a Tony. <laughs> Just give her one. You know, you got all those extra Tonys where, you know, the person's not there to accept the award. You know what? Most people don't know that those all go to Patricia Clarkson. <laughs> give her an Emmy and a Grammy. Nobody so gives a shit about those. So always go either. to the show. I'm sorry your mom's sick, Tom Cruise. Go to the show. Patricia Clarkson was also in Green Mile, which I just... Did the, she play the, the prison? Mile. No, she's the warden's wife. That's mm. the one sick. Where, Mrs. Uh, warden. John Coffey sucks the poison out of her. And I just learned today that the exterior uh, parts of the prison in the Green Mile were filmed in Nashville. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. The castle also with Robert, Robert Red Ford. Yes. Was also filmed in that prison. I did know that because uh, that was filmed... While we were in college, and some of my friends were extras, and I don't know if they like made the cut, but they went over there for that filming to be like toughs. Ooh, street toughs or I was prison not, toughs. I was not in the running for some reason. But you kept auditioning anyway, and that's the can-do spirit that we're looking for for our next picture, but not this one. Get out of my office. It's like if they're if they're looking for like the uh, the the doughy new fish guy. That's me. Tough the, guys. Tough guys can be doughy though. I'm the I'm the. Please don't kill me. <laughs> that's my character that I go for. So anyway, Jumanji. No one was even near you when you were saying that. <laughs> they call me Flinch. That's my <laughs> that's my prison name. Flinch. Come here, Flinch. <laughs> oh. Sorry. And then you readjust your glasses. That's You're your like, thing. You want some jello? Oh, yeah, I guess. Thank you. And then there's like a shot where the jello's in the foreground <laughs> and you're both shaking. Yeah. That's called um, cinematography. I actually quite like this story that we're cooking up. <laughs> I think we can make some something. But you're not the main character, right? Because I'm, oh, no. I'm not going to watch that movie. It's called Atticus Flinch. <laughs> <laughs> It's about a lawyer uh, who really wanted to stand up for civil rights, but just was too scared. It's what a, a touching uh, story. We just missed a great pun. Attica flinch. That's what it... Oh, oh yeah. But then it. I feel like we're just getting away from it. You okay. know? Yeah, that's true. We're looking for puns and not looking for story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's for sure. So anyway, uh, who else is in this? David Allen Greer, D-A-G, Dag. Dag. Dagwood. I call him a Dagwood sandwich. We got... Um, 
We were basically, I, I basically remembered the plot of this movie. Chip right? from Beauty and the Beast was in this. Oh, is that the little kid? The little kid was oh. Chip. I just learned that via IMDb trivia, which also referred to Alan and Sarah as title characters, which is not what that phrase means, IMDb trivia. No, yeah. The, Unless their names were Jew and Manji, <laughs> their names, they were not title characters. The the IMDb trivia page is... <laughs> it's a shit show. It is a fun place to visit, but I wouldn't <laughs> want to live there. Let's just say that. Let me just put this. You can use it to look for sources, but if it's showing up on that bibliography, I will give you an F so fast on this paper. I will tell you what. <laughs> your head will spin. Because it'll say something interesting, like uh, like a fun anecdote, and then it'll then the next line will be, Robin Williams was also in... Bicentennial Man. And you're like, what the fuck are you Which also about? had human beings in it. <laughs> like, that's true, I guess. And then the, the one thing that you thought was interesting will be repeated but reworded six times yeah. as you go along. Because I think it's user contributed, right? And I yeah. think I think there's not like a Like guy. everything's shitty, it's user contributed. It's not James IMDB there like, <laughs> like sifting through it and making sure they're right. They're oh, just like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> now allow me to get my fact-checking team on this. Oh, James International Movie Database, heir to the international... Internet. Is it internet? Internet. <laughs> it's internet movie database. But he married into the international right. family, so that's why you're getting confused. It used to be the IIMDB. His son was named International-Internet Movie Database. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know what we don't have a lot to talk about? Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, why don't you recap it for us? And hey, you know what? Put your feet up and... Take a stroll. Like, do it as leisurely as you want. <laughs> we get, uh, the very beginning, we get 1869, so like yeah, 100 years. Yeah, 1869! Um, Woodstock, summer We get a couple of, of uh, young lads who are, he, they, they, they are petrified of this game. <laughs> you don't actually, we don't know that it's a game, really. We just see them burying a box in the woods, and then we see them uh, bury the, the box underneath a... It's not a. I thought it was a headstone, and then I was like, "Wait, why are they just digging this up?" But it's like a a property marker. Right? Well, it's telling you. It's telling you. It's one mile to the town that the movie okay. set in. So it's like a, a mile marker. Okay, I didn't understand what that was. All so, roads lead to Rome or yeah. Bentonville, New Hampshire. So that's our setup. I guess that was the supposed to be the first iteration of it. I don't know why they showed us that. Honestly, other than it's buried in the town. So a hundred years later, we've got. A very young Robin Williams, played by a very young Robin Williams. Time traveler. Yeah. Um, he used the Ocarina of Time. No, his name is Alan... Kevin Spacey. Alan... Parrish. Parrish. The character, is that what you're looking yes. for? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Alan Parrish. And he's a young, nerdy boy being bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to seek refuge uh, and his father and his father in his father well in his father's presence in the corpse of his father like a tauntaun he <laughs> cut him open for warmth it was winter um he, he finds the jumanji game buried in they're like it's a construction site they're like adding on to the factory or something and so adding executive offices is that what it is yeah there was a sign oh um and then he finds you're the, welcome this game it's it's got the ominous doot the title game. The title game. IMDb trivia. This is the title game. The game. No, 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 no. Yeah, he finds Jumanji, and then words have meaning. Runs away with it. Um, he gets in an argument with his parents. Tries starts to run away. But then, as he's running away, a very young Bonnie Hunt knocks on his door. She brings him his bike back. From the bullies that took it before. She's One of sweet. which she was dating. Yes. Or something. And uh, they, she hears the drums too, so they decided to play the game, and uh, Alan gets really creepily sucked into the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to laugh. That happens to a lot more kids than you'd think. There's also bats on her first turn, and so she runs away screaming, and then we cut to 26 years later. Yeah. The house is in disarray. Uh, and baby Newworth has bought it, mm-hmm. and she's got her to. You make her sound like she's a baby named Newworth. Baby Newworth, <laughs> baby Newworth. Although that was her character's name on Cheers Babies, the nineteen eighty right. sitcom uh, cartoon. Uh, little baby Newworth and her uh, two not kids, her nephew, niece and nephew, nephew. Uh, which is Kay Dunst, 
uh, Mary Jane Watson and sure, yeah. uh, Chip. Yeah. Her little brother. Um, David Crumholtz. They move in. <laughs> um, we Eventually they find the game Jumanji in the attic. They start playing. Now they're in for it. Oh, look out, guys. Basically, the rest of the movie is hijinks. <laughs> uh, lots of things pop out of the game. I don't know. Hijinks is generous. A lot of set pieces, I would say. But hijinks implies, you know, mirth. 25 year, 26 years ago when he was sucked into the game, Robin Williams uh, it told him that if somebody rolled a five or eight, he'd get to come back out. So they roll that. So he pops back out. They roll that. <laughs> he runs, runs around in banana leaves. And then uh, <laughs> eventually they get an adult Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt to come because she's got to play too because her game piece is still on the board. So they got to finish the game. Game and play, guys. Um, otherwise, it, everything will just stay chaotic. So they do that. And merriment zaniness ensues. Not so much merriment. It's terrifying. Um, eventually, they finish the game. Yeah. And not only does everything go back to normal in the modern day, we go all the way back to 1969. So presumably, presumably they finished the game in 1869 because they yeah. started a new game. Anyway, um, they read all the instructions before they <laughs> And so we get to go all the way back original uh robin williams character and bonnie hunt character they have their adult memories but they're in their kid bodies which is weird it raised a lot of questions but so they, they're like in kid bodies but yeah. presumably like bonnie hunt's like lost her virginity had several long-term relationships yeah. like had adult relationships and now she has to go back to dating five 15 year old boys but she says she does say that she starts to lose she's starting to forget what it's like to be an adult so and then uh, we oh, see them okay. fast forward to um, our modern day, quote unquote, our 1995 timeline. Oh. So now this is Back to the Future two levels of like confusion. Bonnie Hunt and Robin Williams characters are presumably married. Uh, she's uh-huh. pregnant. Um, they're running their da- her, his dad's business together. His shoe into business. the ground. He's his dad's still That's alive. Um, and then somehow that changed. He's hired. Mary Jane Watson and <laughs> Chip. So he's married. Yeah, whoa. Well, he hasn't hired them. He's hired their parents to come work for him. So they're still alive. Right. And then they get to meet Kirsten Dunst and... Uh, Who don't know them. Well, Timmy. They don't know them. They don't remember them because they, don't, they didn't Peter. play the game. Peter. That's what it is. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, uh, we see at the very end, oh. they have... Uh, uh, Eventually, they they tied the game to a rock and threw it in the river. But we see now, modern day, The it, Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, yeah, other. it's washed up on the shore somewhere where they're speaking a different language, and they're like, "What's this?" So it, the the game is afoot once more, my friends, and the game is Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It sounded like I was fake laughing. Like I just assumed <laughs> that <laughs> whatever you oh, said DJ. was great. Yeah, that's I know that's um, how, I know how this goes. We've been friends for a while. Jumanji. <laughs> uh, um, so, what did you like or not like about this movie? Uh, this is both a like and dislike. But that first scene taking place in 1869, two boys with a wagon. <laughs> um, <laughs> two boys with a wagon, <laughs> and those boys' names were Teddy Roosevelt and <laughs> William Howard Taft. Um, <laughs> I mean, they'd be alive. Um, anyway, there's two boys. They got a wagon. They're burying the Jumanji game. Um, <laughs> Please say it like that for the rest of the evening. And uh, my favorite thing was that, uh, you know, as they're, you know, throwing dirt on it, the younger of the two says, what happens if someone finds the game? <laughs> and the older boy turns around to face the camera. And goes, may God have mercy on his soul. And then lightning happens. I liked that. It was good. I liked that. It was that. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, my brain was like, don't say may God have mercy on his soul. Don't say may God. And he's like, may God. And I was like, fuck. Not to give the, the, the movie too much credit, but that's pretty funny. They were, Is that on purpose funny? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is a silly movie. That's not the feeling I got. That this is a silly movie? The silly things happen in this movie, but I don't think that the movie was aware that they were silly. 
You don't think so? You don't think it knew that the uh, the crazy CG monkeys driving a car? Was well, three someone at a time? should tell the actors then. Well, I mean, if it happened in real life, you know, that's what what you would do. You'd be terrified. Yeah, but I mean, there were I I well I can talk about this if you'd like. I would Let's say that this it. movie doesn't seem to know how it wants to treat the events. I agree. With sometimes that. traumatic. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes yeah. Robin Williams is completely traumatized by what's happened. Sometimes he likes to take a break from the game and make a clue reference. Yeah. Sometimes he squats to eat, and other times he's just walking around like a normal adult, talking to kids like his own father. Um. Sometimes before he cuts a vine that's attacking someone, he screams, Harvest Time! And it's like, okay, what kind of movie is this? Can we just stop the movie real quick and let's <laughs> all just like reconvene and decide what movie we're making? Yeah. Are we making Predator or are we making like a hijinks like caper movie? Because I never got the feeling like there weren't that many jokes and it was somewhat scary for like a kid's movie. Yeah. So that's to its credit. Yeah. But... Then it's like, why did you hire Robin Williams? I think, um, I don't know if this Why you is hire what, Bonnie Hunt, David Allen Greer, and Robin Williams when nothing the, particularly funny happens? The comedic trifecta happens, of the 90s. Right? Well, I mean, they all are people with comedic backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. So it would make me think that the casting agent is like, this, this is where I want the movie yeah. to go. And then nothing really remarkably funny happens. Visual effects happen. Yeah. And some of them are silly on the face of things, but the movie treats them as terrifying. I mean, there's like those mosquitoes arrive and they those apparently sting people and kill them, uh, they or go at and, least they have make seizures them and, like yeah. like oh, there was part of me that was like just kill them. Yeah, um, we see the realtor, a character we met, like she's like covered in sores and taken away by the, uh, the ambulance. ambulance. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, there's a little. I, I thought maybe, and I don't want to give too much credit where it isn't due, but I, I thought, you know, Robin Williams has been essentially alone in the jungle for 26 mm-hmm. years. And so him being like rattled and confusing and not able to function, like makes total sense. But I agree that they didn't nail that. They, they, right, like, I would have they liked kind it. of, yeah, it, it, that could have been really compelling and interesting. Like if right. they had sort of explored that more or like made him act that way, instead of sort of going back and forth between, he does that a little bit really halfway through his time in the movie he basically drops that yeah and like and like makes references to it like he says like well i've been out of here for 26 years but that's it he doesn't act like he's been out of the world right he says things that remind you that he is and i mean i I, there was one scene where he is eating and he like picks up a colander and he was like like gathering food from the kitchen where the monkeys have already gone through and like destroyed the place and i was like this is great if this is the way his character is going to be the whole movie i kind of like that it makes sense yeah if he's going to be some sort of like almost uh like Robinson Crusoe, who like knows his way around everything, but he they never really play up that aspect. But they also don't, in a lot of ways, they avoid the fish out of water aspect because yeah. he is going back to his hometown, so he does have memories right. of this place, but he doesn't seem to be that rattled. Like I was kind of wondering, yeah. are you going to be doing the third act of Castaway, or are you going to be doing like some sort of Encino Man type deal, or are you going right. to play it straight? And it seemed here? to choose the worst option, which was to play it straight. Yeah, cause that would have been really – because that's kind of why they were excited. The kids, when when he pops out, they were kind of eventually, after the initial – Shock of a man shock being of, in their house. Yeah, and being scared of A large, of him, hairy man. Once they realized who, realized who he was and what happened, they're kind of excited because they're like, you can help us deal with this shit. Yeah. And not only – and I can understand him, his character being like, no, I've been – I'm finally free of that. But then once he agrees to help, he doesn't really – he helps in that he's an adult man around, but he doesn't seem to like, right. there's, there's like, it's like maybe 25%. He's like, oh, I know what this is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He, he says, stay away from the purple ones or whatever with the, with the flowers or whatever. Yeah. And, and that they could have played that up a lot more, I guess it would have been right. a lot more interesting if he was like, not that he had to be perfect and swashbuckling or whatever, but just kind of, like you said, third act of Castaway, kind of like rattled, but also knowing what the fuck he's doing. Right. Yeah. He's been surviving for two and a half decades in this environment. I also wondered um, if this movie has too many beginnings. Like, I feel like if you're going to have the 1969 portion, you don't need the 1869 portion. 
but it felt the need to like drop that in and then also have it start in 1969 and then jump ahead. Like I go to even see a good movie where Kirsten Dunst and Chip pick up Jumanji and uh, <laughs> just start playing it and don't realize they're playing a game that's already in play. Right. Uh, and having like everything just jumpstart then and you just Robin Williams comes at the fuck out of nowhere and he's like, well, I started playing this game years ago and explaining what happened in 1969. Because I don't know if the father stuff that happens in 1969 is all that good. Like the movie seems to want me to think that that father is like the most villainous villain. And in, in my memories of the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, the father's a real dick because the movie even has him come back and play like the white, the great white hunter. Yeah. But then when I watched it again, I was like, this father seems reasonable. He seems adequately, he's, like maybe a little like New England distant, but like aloof. grow a pair, Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> People are aloof sometimes. Oh, yeah. He seems to like love his kid. The kid has no problem interrupting at the factory floor. It doesn't get in trouble, really. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the father's like, oh, I want you to go to this place that I went to as a, uh, when I was a kid. And the boy's just a dick to him. I mean, I understand like why he would be a dick, but... It wasn't the father wasn't this great villain. He was just sort of a rich guy dad who's maybe a little cold. Do you think this is a good time to explore the issues that you have with your own father? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I agree. He's he. I don't. I didn't really remember the father relationship, but I don't know. I don't think it's trying to paint him as a villain. It's trying to paint him as being a, a little harsh on his kid and his kid acting like a kid. By like sort of well, saying I mean, like I'm never going to talk to you again, right. and trying to run away, and doing things that an 11 year old or however old he is uh, would do. But like even the bully scene, like he, where he runs to his dad's factory yeah. to escape some bullies, and the dad was like, "You got to go face that guy," thinking there's one guy. Yeah. Um, and then later yeah. in that scene, he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize there were like five guys." Yeah, you. You Don't, shouldn't, you try shouldn't to fight have to, five guys. And I was like, well, I guess we reached the conclusion and denouement of Jumanji, and we didn't even have to play a game. Um, you don't think that was a little touching at the end? You know, when he's reunited with his I mean, father? I cry at like parent uh, children. You know, I do. I've cried at a cat litter commercial that had a father <laughs> cat and a baby cat. Um, <laughs> and there's no reason to ever explore it and why that might be. That's ridiculous, um, mostly because all cats are girls. <laughs> All dogs are boys. The Alno Blatt rule of animals. It's true. Um, so, I, I uh, it was a little touching, but like only in that I filled in my own blanks. Like I had right. to be like, of course, I'll yeah. play along with this guy being a complete dick if it means I get to cry at this father son hugging scene. <laughs> um, what about you? What did you like and not like? I'm just gonna name the things that just made me uncomfortable. Ooh, this is my favorite. Um. The, the him being sucked into the game was very was bad CG, but it's also like the thing from the trailer. It's like I remember like seeing that on commercials. Right, He's and is like, there another movie? Oh, the Mummy. I guess I'm thinking of, but yeah. that was a little bit later. But when yeah. everyone was fucking turning into sand, left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, the creepy ass monkeys. They're very oh. mean, evil, bad computer graphics looking monkeys. You can see why Pixar, like it was like Monsters Inc. was all about us figuring out how to put fur on an animal. It's yeah. like, yeah, we were still working out the kinks, I see. And they all the CGI was definitely like, it had that blue screen thing that the 80s movies did where it wasn't exactly lit the right way. Right. Yeah. It was like, you should have made it a little darker and yeah. it wouldn't have even noticed. But like, the monkeys just seemed like they were washed out. Well, when the, the lion first appears, uh, there's a lion that attacks and it comes out of the shadows and it first... Drag the, queen Aslan, we decided. Well... Arched eyebrows, cheekbones for days. When it first yes, comes out, it's mama. in the sh- <laughs> when it first comes out, it's in the shadow, and it's terrifying. It looks like a real lion, and then it comes out, and it does look like a little heavy on the Maybelline there. Uh, <laughs> well, is, Anastasia of Beverly Hills, thank you. Yeah, it's very much like rar, and you're like, oh, hey, okay, all right, work they, it, they could work have, it, Aslan, work it. And like every movie doesn't have to be Jurassic Park at this era but they like they could have worked with the shadows a little more you know <laughs> right. with the monkeys and with the lion um or the lion puppet i mean even the lion puppet because it's half cgi when it's moving around in in large ways and then there's a large animatronic yeah. thing that they've got working up the what? spiders but hold on the, the the even the lion puppet like 
in the 80s, the BBC made a really shitty version of the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, and that lion puppet looks and functions like a lion. Yeah. Slowly. Um, but, I mean, it would it worked enough. Right. And uh, this lion looked like, like Scar on his way to, like, on a Saturday night. <laughs> Girl, those spiders are shit, mate. Though, yeah, the spiders. I don't know what they were doing with the spiders because, like the the shape of the spider was fine. It looked like a spider. It, it had like two sections: a head and a abdomen. When they do the close ups, it was kind of creepy because it had like the fangs and. Stuff. You could see they sprayed them down with a spray bottle. Yeah, and, like, to make it drippy. put like corn syrup on their fangs. But the when it would just move, it was just like. Like rattling back and forth. It was definitely like, like Disney ride. Like as if it as, as if it's a hand being like meh. <laughs> and that's how they all were moving at the same time. It was like yeah. one of those old hockey games where they, the little guys. Oh move around. yes, uh huh. Yeah, it was weird. It was pretty bad, and it seemed like almost like it was. Oh shit! We need one more thing, guys. Think of yeah. something yeah. else for the Jumanji game. Like, I got some shitty spider puppets over here. Put them Don't in ask there. why I carry them around, but I got them. Um, and we can just move them like foosball players. Other things that made me uncomfortable. There's mm-hmm. just a really, really close shot when they're at Bonnie Hunt's house and she they're trying to get her to play the game. They made her, <laughs> and then they realize that. <laughs> It's uh sorry. He's Alan for the first time. They kind of have that recognition. And the shot is like chin to forehead for both of them. And it keeps going back and forth, but like for really long. So imagine my voice is the camera. <laughs> this is too close. You're really painting a word picture. Yeah. It's anyway, that's uh just a choice. I mean, Robin Williams has a wide face. He has a very square he face. He fills the picture. I'll as tell you that. wide as it is tall. Can we agree? Yes. Agreed. And uh, has very craggy features. He has a very uh, characteristic nose. Sure. His chin juts out like he's Mac tonight. Mm-hmm. He's He looks like an Italian clown. And there's no reason why his face should take up 75% of a screen. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> God bless to his family. The thing- um, oh, go ahead. One thing that made me uncomfortable, the boy, uh, Peter, yeah. he tries to cheat at one point. Yeah. Um, tries to just drop a six. He does too. He's a, like, I wasn't cheating. I was just trying to drop the dice so that they would land on 12. And Bonnie Hunt, uh, she's like, oh, honey, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, because he cheats, the game starts slowly turning him into a monkey. Um, is it a monkey? Yeah. Okay. And his his hands get hairy at first. Yeah. Um. And then he gets a beard at one point, uh, and then the More like, evolution. Uh, Chester A. Arthur's. Yeah, he yeah. gets some, some. Uh, what do they call them? Mutton Whipples, whispels, oh. whiffles, mimbles, whimpers. You know what? It's not important, but he gets them. Okay. Then his face shape starts to change. Yeah. He starts getting the Planet of the Apes, like, his nose starts the to point from up. Whoville. Yeah, he looks like a Who from Whoville. And it's like, okay. And the movie's like, we're going to be focusing real close on his face. And he can't really emote anymore, because it's just his eyebrows are covered, his cheeks are covered. Yeah. Um, and so he does a few, like, there's one scene where he even mugs, I I think, to the camera. Yeah, there's a good bit where they he Robin Williams tell him, tells him to go get the axe from the shed. My, goes, my dad kept an axe in the shed. And, yeah, goes, and so he runs down there, and he the, the shed is padlocked. And then he finds the axe next to the shed and then starts to chop on the lock. And then looks at the axe in his hand and then looks at the camera. And mugs his face is so frozen by he just sort of looks at the camera like massive pieces of clay or whatever it was a good bit but i didn't get the mug yeah it was just like i am looking at the camera now but otherwise my face cannot move right um this is something that uh lauren pointed out that did i remember when the first time i saw this it sort of bothered me but i kind of forgot about it and that's that it the game when you start it, it starts by rhyming and then immediately abandons the rhyme. <laughs> so it's like, uh, what is it? Join this game and you will find a way to blah, 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 blah. To leave your world behind. World behind. And then it's like, uh, first person rolls and then you go uh, counterclockwise after that. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just game rules after that. And it's like, what? 
come on, you couldn't come up with a rhyme for that? Yeah. And everything else rhymes when the uh, magic eight ball in the middle like mm-hmm. tells them what the result of their role is. It always rhymes. For some reason, they just like gave up on it's it. It's hard to rhyme. Tell me about the it. The weird thing is that they ended one of the instructions with orange, and that just sort of painted them into a corner right there. Can't do but it. Then the next one was Christmas, and they have to go with Isthmus, even yeah. though it has nothing to do with the game. And then purple. One thing that did bother me this time around, and this sort of plays into Robin Williams, you know, his trauma, I guess. But um, he is traumatized, does not want to play the game. He refuses to play the game. And then the kids, like, convince him, hey, watch over us while we play, and you can handle these scary monsters. And then they realize they're still playing the game he played with Bonnie Hunt. Mm. And uh, he's like, well, it's not my turn. It's her turn. It's Sarah's turn. So they have to go find her. Cue close-up face yeah. scene. Um, Ooh, and then, face. like, after being traumatized, he, like, uh, is, tries to force Bonnie Hunt to play the game. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm not going to do this. I've spent 2,000 hours in therapy trying to convince myself that this game never existed. Oh, uh, she said 2,000 hours? Yeah. I thought she said $2,000. So that's why I was like, that's not that much. Oh, I thought I was wondering why you were being so, like... I'm like, I mean, 2,000 hours, if she goes an hour a week, that's a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying dollars, which I'm like, therapists are expensive. That's not that many therapy sessions. Uh Anyway, so go ahead. She got a free thing with her work. Okay. It was on her HMO originally. (laughs) But but then he plays a prank on her. He's like, well, then just give me the dice back and uh, you can leave. And as she's about to drop it into his hand, he moves his hand. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, I thought you didn't want to play, and you're severely traumatized that this ever happened. Yeah, he also, like, like kind of threatens her. He, like, stabs the sword into the right. ground at one that, point. So I wrote, traumatized Robin turns into cruel and playful Robin. And then right after that, the sword thing happens, and I'm like, to violent Robin. Yeah. Because she tries to, she's like, I'm going to make some iced tea. Excuse me, I'm going to make some iced tea. And he had a sword in his hand from the, it's harvest time right. line. Um, and he jabs it into the floor. Clearly. And uh, she comes right back. And I'm like, he just threatened her with physical violence. I mean, uh, it would be a darker movie, but like exploring his sure. neuroses would be a really interesting character. But yeah, they, they But I also just... was like, am I supposed to like this guy or not? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't super sympathetic at that point. Um, we also get some, some really uh, like one of the most annoying things that happens <laughs> in movies. So he tries to find his parents when he comes home, oh, uh, uh-huh. Robin Williams, and he goes to the shoe factory, and there's a guy living in the shoe factory. I guess he had a nice little, <laughs> he had a nice yeah. little apartment up there. Yeah, it, he had a sweet deal. It seemed like he was a squatter, but he like basically looked like he owned the building because he was like just like he had a pipe, he yeah. had a dog, he had a makeshift bed in there. But he asked if he had seen his parents, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I see him every once in a while." Over Definitely. on the corner of Pine and Smash Mouth, or whatever. Smash Mouth. And then they go over there, and, you know, it's a cemetery. They're of dead. Of course. No one has ever said that in the history of the world. Yeah, no one asked me, oh, Damon, how's your grandma doing? I'm like, oh, she's all right. She spends a lot of time in her marble house now. I talk to her every night in my dreams. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no are you one does. About? No one talks like that. You'd be like, she passed away and. She's a dead person. Yeah. Her her body, her corporeal self is in the ground. Thank um, you. Thank you for your attention. I'm finally matter. realizing what, uh, when, when the, uh, um, so the great white hunter character, which is played by the same guy who plays Robin Williams' dad, yeah. comes out of the game and he's shooting at them and whatever. He runs out of bullets and he goes to a, a gun shop. Yeah. And then he has to buy, he basically buys a semi-automatic uh he buys a machine gun, basically. And then the guy goes, uh, you're not a postal worker, are you? And I remember that line, but now I'm, now I'm realizing what a fucked up line that is. <laughs> These right. people were murdered by postal workers. Yeah. And it's like a joke. At least 14 in Oklahoma. Yeah. Jesus. And then also in New Jersey? I mean, I remember that joke growing up, and I'm just now, as a th- almost 36-year-old man, realizing how dark and gross that is. Anyway, oh, yeah. People are the worst. But isn't death... The greatest joke? I'm going to leave on a positive note. Wait, I, where are you going? I got two more things here. Okay. Well, go I'll ahead. say a positive thing. <laughs> the car chase where, uh, not car chase, oh, but yeah. the car scene where David Allen Greer is uh, the cop that he's handcuffed across the steering wheel and into the door and Robin Williams is driving underneath him. is pretty funny. There's yeah. some good physical comedy there. That was pretty good. I would watch I, I a movie with David Anker and Robin Williams. Handcuffed to the driver's side the door of the car he's not driving. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, two things I wanted to point out because this reminded me of how my brain worked when I was a child. Yeah. Um, one, the opening, well, not the opening scene, but when we see Alan Parrish as a kid, he's being tormented by bullies. And I said aloud and then wrote in my notes as well. It is my experience that the richest kid in school is bullied by people. <laughs> yeah. That's my feeling. Um, and then I wrote, cause this is how I feel whenever this happens in movies, when the kids are about to, they had their first day at school and apparently went really poorly cause they, the uh, baby knew earth. Baby Newworth, <laughs> little baby Newworth got a call from their principal um, already. And she says, I can't believe I got a call from your principal on the first day. When they're getting ready to go on the second day, she, baby Newworth has an appointment. Um, and she leaves. And then the kids hear the drums of Jumanji. Uh, so they head upstairs. And I, my teenage child brain, my tween age, probably at this age, brain goes, uh, where are you going? You got school. Yeah. How would you even skip school? <laughs> How would you even begin to I wouldn't do that? even... I mean, it seems like a CIA... To my brain, it was like a CIA operation. Yeah. Like, how would you... I mean, legally, you have to be there. <laughs> That's where you go. Um, but although one thing happens later in the movie, when their house is almost completely destroyed by violent vines... Um, she gets uh, Kirsten Dunst. And I go walk and I drop my stuff. That's fine. Femmes. Oh, sorry. Um, that would be if that 90s or that 2000s band, The Vines, covered Violent Femmes. Um, <laughs> and they all ate red vines. <laughs> just to drive home the point. Just to show you. And killed people with them because they were violent. Those boys. hurt if you get whipped with them. Yeah, they're harder than Twizzlers. They've got yeah. a, they got yeah. a, they got a heat to them. Mm-hmm. That kid's Those got a legal welt. Um, Baby Newworth calls the house, and Kirsten Dunst answers, and Baby Newworth goes, Jenny, or whatever the fuck her name is, is that you? Where have you been? And I'm like, wait, are you asking, did you call earlier, and you're wondering where she was earlier? Or were you at the school? Are you saying that you are looking for them, and they weren't at school? Why would you know to call the house? Who skips school at their own house? Probably yeah. me if I ever. I mean, had the it could have been after school at this point, I guess. I guess that's true, but it does seem to be have a lot to fit into a school day. It doesn't explain with the, the where stampeding have you been and the white, though. the white, uh, white hunter and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, a board game. I mean, even Monopoly only lasts half a school day. That's yeah, the longest. You'd be done by lunch. Yeah, it's like a, a nine holes of golf. <laughs> And that's not counting if, like, you know, one of the participants gets bored and just starts giving away his properties to half the other players. And I'm like, that's not in the rules. What are you doing? And he's like, philanthropy. And you're like, you can't do that. Fuck you. You're playing until you're dead. (laughs) Um, That's my last. That's it. All right. Do you want to go to the verdict? Yes. All right, before we get to the verdict, um, I would like to make my nominee for the uh, Catherine O'Hara Non-Memorial Memorial MVP Award. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm interested. It's not... I'll tell you, it's honorable mention to David Allen Greer. It's the Pelican, isn't it? Honorable mention to the Pelican, obviously. <laughs> honorable mention to Bonnie Hunt, even okay. though she's a lead. It's got to be the extra in the uh, in the dollar <laughs> store. <laughs> There's a scene where uh, the... It's a Sir Save-A-Lot, first off. Yes, the Sir Save-A-Lot. Um, the hunter guy that came from the game is shooting up the place, and he's threatening uh, Bonnie Hunt, and he says, like, get out of here or I'll shoot you all or whatever. And there's this extra that lingers a little longer and is, like, trying to gather her stuff, and then just immediately, like, she stays on the screen for a long time and really nails it, because she's just sort of, like, blank-faced and then, like, just sort of messing with stuff on the I, shelf, and then she just splits. I think happening outside in the actual filming of that scene is like i think she had an inflate like a pool inflatable that yeah. she like puts down on the shelf and then the pool inflatable like Falls. like any pool inflatable would just start slowly sliding yeah. back to her and she's like trying <laughs> just starts trying to casually fight with a pool inflatable so she's like but also yeah. maintaining eye contact <laughs> so it's possibly one of the most ridiculous things i've ever seen we were around it and watched it twice for me um I think 
my my guess is like practically either it was like a good comedy beat and they made her do that or or she's just a comic genius and did that herself or that was actually Catherine O'Hara they wanted her to stay until he finished his line maybe like that could be like the practical thing I'm not sure we don't know how to you know edit sound so you're gonna have to really, stay while he talks it's really funny. just stay on screen until he's done that's my that's my award I'm gonna give the award to her do you, do you I, with that? I will actually yes I'll second yeah. second. Okay. All right. What's your verdict? I'm actually torn on this one. Um, yeah. I think it's most, I think I'm going to very narrowly lean towards your inner child as an idiot. Mm. Um, mostly because I think this movie's kind of boring for a lot that happens. The zaniness didn't keep you afloat. Yeah. Um, it takes too long to start. There are several um, beginnings. It has the Hobbit trilogy problem, which is like, all right, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah. Just get started already. Um, the, Show me the dragon, please. Yeah. Thank the you. dragon. Yeah. That's the sound um, of you reaching for a dragon. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think uh, Robin Williams is very sort of muted in this role. Bonnie Hunt isn't really given a lot to do, although I that woman at the Sir Save a Lot, if she hadn't been in the movie, I would definitely give the MVP to Bonnie Hunt because there are a lot of like yeah. uh, throwaway lines that she sort of nails just by delivering in a very specific way. That scene, she has some good like physical comedy beats when she like sort of flounces over yeah. to the game. <laughs> She's trying to do the swat because uh, the Great White Hunter has stolen the game and he is like hunting for more ammunition or whatever. And she sees the game. She's sort of like tries to smoothly walk over and then as she gets closer she just sort of like flails her little like, limbs around does the toy story woody uh, <laughs> run <laughs> um so she she gets a lot of great lines and david allen greer made me laugh a few times as well um although i think he was like uh, i think i think he may have been the closest to knowing what movie he was in yeah um and uh but yeah i think there's just a lot of like feels like a lot of like waiting for the next thing to happen. Right, the and then role. sort of by the end, I mean, I f- it feels like it runs out of steam. Like it used its great gags at the beginning. And then it's like, and we've got some ice hockey spiders and uh, we've got rain and some crocodiles you never really get a good look at. And, uh, and are there two or one alligators? And then there's a, the floor turns into really bad CGI quicksand. Yep. And then we're pretty much done. Oh, and that, whoa, the, the flower reveal, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you say? I'm going to go, I'm on the other side of the line, where it's just, it's just good enough to be fine. And mm-hmm. if you were, if you enjoyed this as a kid, I would say your child is not an idiot, because it's, it, it holds up fine. Like, I, I'm not going to, this isn't my new favorite movie or anything, but I think, I think it's, like, just good enough for me to be over the line. Like, uh, you know, the gags are silly. It's not. I agree that it's definitely zany without being funny. Yeah, there's not very m- much to laugh at here, uh-huh. and it's kind of scary for for a kids movie. It's uh, there are some. Would you put things. it in? It's plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's more of an action adventure than like a comedy, but mm-hmm. it, it does have like a few comic beats here and there, and it does have like the should this be a comedy question? You know what I mean? Because right. you have these strong comic actors in it, and they're kind of not given a ton to do, but. I feel like it's enough for me to be like, yeah, all right. All right. I'm there not going to fight you on it. What do you think? Call us, 615-576-0525. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the old thingy. Ding, ding, ding. Um, you can also reach us via email at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. I'm going to maintain eye contact while I read these credits to I you. feel very comfortable with that. You can find us on Twitter. Um, yes. Although, right now, I wouldn't recommend anyone going on there. It's just a... Treasure it's a trove, shit terrible show. place. At YICIAI, you can find us on Instagram where occasionally Damon will do something. One out of every five episodes, I'll give you a drawing. You know who edits every episode without fail? Except Me. for the times Thank you when for he finally fails. bringing it up. Me. Except for the times when he fails. <laughs> Me. Um, Yay, DJ. You can sponsor us on Patreon at patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. And we want to thank our current patrons Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd. Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, and Jonathan Day. You guys are awesome. You're helping us continue to make this show and live the lavish life of luxury that we are known to. Um, I'm literally adding a cigar with a $100 bill. Yeah. I'll actually, that was a lie. It was a quarter. Damon just bought a yacht. (laughs) Thank you. A model yacht, but, uh, you know, dreams are dreams. Yeah. I didn't want the big one anyway. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. I don't think that's part of the movie at all. At all? No. Oh.